Hey, hey, all you solo industrial marketers out there, this episode is for you. I'm bringing on, not only is she a solo marketer, but she represents not one, not two, three different companies. And she'll be talking about how she balances her workload between those three. And then we'll take a deep dive into a recent website redesign. And we talk about the steps that she made that made a difference in the success of that project. Let's do this. Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here is your host, Wendy Covey. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in reaching technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues, friends, and clients of mine who will stop by to share their stories. And I hope that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a brief shout out to my agency, True Marketing. True is a full service agency located in beautiful Austin, Texas, serving highly technical companies. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Content Marketing Engineered. I'm joined today by Amanda Denauer from Micromed FlexPack and LazeX. But we'll get to that. Thanks for being here, Amanda. Yeah, you bet. Happy to be here, Wendy. Well, uh, yeah, as I just mentioned, you're associated with three different companies and uh, yeah. you're the marketing director of basically a portfolio of these companies, right? So they all have shared owners. Is that correct? Yeah, that's it's it's a big undertaking, right? Being the director of three different organizations. Um, it What comes to mind I came across something on Twitter where um, someone had written like a shout out to the one person content marketing teams that act as the social media manager, the content developer, the designer, you know, the email, you know, marketer. So that's all bundled under my role, but for three different organizations, which is a huge undertaking, but you know, we're making it, we're making it work. <laughs> so the solo marketer times three. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to hear how you effectively juggle uh, all of that. Um, right. Before we do, let's like get a little context, a little backgrounder on your career journey in content marketing. Yeah, yeah. well, I love content marketing. Um, writing is near and dear to my heart. I, I've throughout my career so far, I've been not only the writer, but the manager of writers who write the content and now the, you know, strategy owner of a digital strategy for organizations. And I just really believe in the power of content and how it's really important to be able to tell a compelling uh, narrative and tell your story effectively in content. Marketing plays a huge role, like time and time again, across some of the different industries I've worked for, whether it's, you know, software technology, or, you know, I, I went to design school, and um, for our projects that we designed, I found that sometimes the story that we're telling about our design is just as important as the design itself. I just see time and time again that content marketing is super, super important. Yeah. Now, um, you yourself, so did you study design and then go into a writing role or tell me about your progression there? 
Yeah, I've had a really uh, interesting career journey. I've always kind of followed my curiosity and I love taking on challenges. So I kind of got into, you know, content and marketing through a startup and just through Mm -hmm. networking and, you know, working with a great group of ladies just kind of was able to evolve and and find where I am right now. So Gotcha, gotcha. Well, how did you find yourself working simultaneously with three different brands? Yeah, so it's, it's these three different organizations are under the shared uh, ownership. And there was a huge opportunity for these three different organizations to standardize processes and operationalize marketing and, and really refresh the brand um, and get a shared set of tools, which is kind of where my role came in. And, you know, I've been doing it now for uh, almost two years. So making a lot of progress um, along the way. So, well, I can only imagine that there's a lot of like jockeying for your time and resources and you get pulled in a lot of different directions. And there's probably certain times of the year where it's more pronounced, like maybe during trade shows or fall planning or whatever it is. So how do you handle that? Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of, you know, juggling and and drawing your boundaries and just going back to clarity of, you know, initiatives that you're trying to accomplish each year. And, you know, we go through a planning session and and set those, Um, you know, but sometimes we do need to pivot or stay agile and, you know, making decisions about my time sometimes just comes down to where the rubber hits the road. And, you know, if we have a trade show coming up, and we need sales enablement materials for our team, or we're launching a product and we need a, you know, a video and a a sales booklet, you know, that's kind of where my time needs to shift to. So it's a, it's a, it's a juggling game for sure. I bet. And I'm sure there are different personalities in leadership at each organization. And so maybe one value sales enablement and another values lead gen. And I'm totally making that up, but I could see right, that yeah. in a scenario where you're recommending things across the board, but then the nuances of what each company needs or what they want might change. For sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Fun stuff. Well, as you uh, look back on, let's say the past 12 months, uh, what are some major projects that you undertook? Well, that's really this website redesign that uh, we accomplished um, end of last year and just seeing the fruits of the labor starting to come to fruition. is something that I'm really proud of. And um you know, when I joined um, this role about two years ago, it was around the time of the pandemic. And at that point, you know, marketing was very much about digital marketing. And the only way people could really see your brand and your company is through your website and other digital tools. And, And so, at that point, I, I really knew it was important to redesign um, our website and, of course, partner with a strong content uh, team such as True Marketing. So, Yeah, well, man, website redesigns. I think so many companies went through the same thing during the pandemic of we've been putting it off or deprioritizing it. And then when everything is digital, it puts such yeah. a spotlight on websites. Um, what were some of the, I don't think observations that you had about the website and it was Lazex, right? It was their Lazex. website. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, How did you know it was time to redesign and pull the trigger other than, okay, everything's digital right now. It's the pandemic. Right. Yeah. So, so Lazax is a uh, manufacturing technology company and we deliver a variety of different solutions for a variety of different industries. So it's, we're, we do a lot for one company. And when I was looking at the website, I realized that a lot of the content was focused on, you know, describing this is what our machine does. It processes on this film at this speed. And what I wanted to do was integrate another level of meaning. So we could easily tell the story why a customer would find value in that mm-hmm. statement. So just really connecting with the customer more and demonstrating uh, our story in a more, more meaningful way. So like something as simple as um, our machine processes on monolayer films, pivoting that to all support, you know, corporate sustainability initiatives by using our machines to process on monolayer recyclable films. So then now you understand like the value of what our machines can do. You can now become part of the conversation of creating sustainable packaging, which is a huge trend right now with consumers. So kind of doing those sorts of um, uh, focus areas, I think really created a a more uh, meaningful website with this redesign refresh. That's great. When you were thinking about those customer benefits, were you also layering in, okay, but what are people actually searching on and what is the impact of, of, of changing that story? Or is it more the key terms didn't change? It was more how you phrase things, you know, around that key term. Yeah. The latter and just really frame up and organize the different customer groups that we're tackling. So people can start to see themselves in our website. And they're not just looking at these big machines without being able to see easily the end result. So whether it's a, you know, a laser etched folding carton or a laser cut record sleeve or um, a medical component and a point of care device. Again, the, the, uh, the applications for laser processing, it's so immense. So just starting to communicate that in a more meaningful way was really one of the big objectives from, from my perspective. So nice, nice. Um, content, you know, could be a pretty heavy lift for the website. How did you mitigate this and not let it consume like you're every yeah. Cause yeah. <laughs> wow, people don't realize like, you know, what a big lift content could be with a website redesign. <laughs> it is. And, you know, I'm a very, uh, detail oriented person. So, you know, I want to, I have this vision in my head and of course I won't, you know, want to translate it to a product. And I think what really helped um, us was um, partnering with True for a strategy component. Um, having that strategy component in place before kicking off the actual website redesign was so important because when things started getting overwhelming or we were maybe trying to do more or less, we had this reference document and this set of resources to go back to and say, no, 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 this is kind of what our intent was. And it just allowed us to stay on course and uh, 
you know, have a common language. You know, we have the site map, we have this content document where we know what our messaging goals for each page are. All those things really helped stay focused, you know, in an overwhelming period where, you know, I'm one person. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's not only helps you develop your, your strategy, but give you guardrails, you know, <laughs> so parameters. Cause yeah. again, go in all sorts of directions and you, you know, want to say so much, but you just also know you need to make decisions and, mm-hmm. and, and move ahead and not get so stuck in little details. Right. So. And it's yeah. so easy to just iterate things to death and never oh, in life. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty of that for sure. <laughs> we're, we're at present redesigning parts of the true marketing website. Oh, you are. Yeah. The pain, you know, and, and we're all coming in with different ideas. And can you imagine marketers working on a marketing website? Like, forget about it. Oh it's, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, one thing I remember about your website is you guys have these cool videos that just grab you, whether you are a technical person or not, they just such a neat way to demonstrate the product. So yeah. how does video factor into your redesign strategy? Yeah, we definitely feel um, that, you know, you can talk a lot about our technology, but until you see it. Um, that's really where people get, you know, short of actually coming to our facility on site and, and touring and, and watching our lasers run. Um, mm-hmm. Video is a really powerful tool to quickly demonstrate how cool our technology is. And so um, I was very, very excited to to integrate video where possible, um, you know, but of course we need to balance making sure we're not loading up our, you know, our web pages too much with video because that can slow down you know, page speed. So having some pushback from the true team, letting me know, okay, you know, where we should selectively choose and where not was really helpful as well. So. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, yeah. I just love your videos. So I think there was yeah, I think everybody you. listening needs to go to the website and check out some of these. Cause they're just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, um, one more video question. Of, um, and I'm sure it came up during the redesign, like you had existing ones already recorded and then maybe had some gaps. You wanted to add new ones. How did you do it? Did you, with an iPhone, did you bring in a local production crew? Like how did you actually make those videos? Yeah. So it's, uh, they're a combination of in-house um, expertise, um, i.e. myself. And um, I have another um, colleague do, who does help me with video work a little bit, but um, for our kind of more uh, meaty products that we're trying to promote. Um, I, I did work with a, you know, a professional video crew to create a really, you know, um, professional, solid looking video to help launch some of these new uh, machines we're trying to get off the ground. And that does, I think, really, you know, affect the perception as well when you have, you know, a really, really strong piece of video content that really helps, you um, you know, bolster your credibility. So yeah, it's a good point. People are always asking me about, you know, the spectrum of quality of their video right. content and, and there's a place for everything, but right. I think you raise it a very good point for these uh, expensive systems and you're launching something new, you, you know, you're right. ask, right. It's a big purchase. Yeah. So uh-huh. Having that level of quality be appropriate to what it is that you're trying to convey. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So the website went live into 2022? 
end of 2022. Okay. I'm my timeline may be a little mixed up, but it was live by actually might have been earlier in 2022. Um, so we've been, um, you know, really seeing the, the feedback from it and people are really excited about kind of the, the different types of content we're showing now. So I've been really pleased with the feedback I've been getting so far. Good. And, and what is your strategy for keeping the site current throughout this year? Yeah. So I have a lot of big plans for, you know, maintaining the website. Um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, people get into this mindset that, you know, website is a one and done and, you know, you just get it up and you kind of, you know, leave it. But I think it's really a growing, you know, organism that you need to nurture and refresh and keep people returning to your site to kind of see what you're up to. And so I'm currently working on launching a newsletter from our site so we can kind of capture website visitors and bring them into the Lazex ecosystem. And I think just getting really uh, organized with a, a plan of making sure you're deliberately setting, you know, a quarterly check-in to kind of review the content, yeah. make sure photos aren't outdated and, and any content or product specs that are, you know, that need refreshing. So kind of setting in that quarterly content governance check-ins for yourself, keep mm-hmm. you kind of honest to make sure you're actually doing those motions. That's um, at and I, and it's a solo marketer. I know that that's hard to have the discipline and I appreciate yeah. your, like you, you said earlier, you have attention to detail and, yeah. and, and it shows, you know, the fact that you're prioritizing that, even though you're being pulled in all these different directions, it's just your website's that critical. So. Right. Exactly. Yep. So for, for marketers listening who are thinking of doing a website redesign this year, what advice do you have for them? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I kind of touched on or alluded to a lot of the learnings that I had, but I think, you know, don't let a project like this overwhelm or intimidate you. Um, you know, you can manage it and, and um, you know, deal with it in chunks. You don't have to do it in one full swoop in a month. You know, these things take time. I think, you know, you you certainly have expectations at the beginning. Oh, this is something we can, you know, handle in two months, you know, but if you want to do it right and you want to do it really thoughtful and you're not just looking to, you know, refresh a few images, but you kind of want to update the, the overall, you know, story of the website, just taking the time to, I highly recommend having some sort of strategy component to your website upfront. Um, again, that, that site map and those content docs that have those messaging goals, just to have that as a reference point, I think is critical. And then also just being clear on, you know, what your goal as a marketer is for your website redesign. Um, you know, just for me, it was, really seeing an opportunity to, you know, shift the way that the content was messaged so that the customer sat first in terms of how they understood our business versus vice versa. Yeah. And so just having that clarity of goal up front um, just keeps you also 
on track and knowing why you're spending all this time, you know, doing the website redesign, right? Yeah. Makes sense. It's not about the pretty, you know, replacing pretty pictures. <laughs> you know, or yeah. whatever. Which it is important though. I will say imagery is, is really key too, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and it's not easy in our industry to find right. accurate, appropriate stock images. Oh that- my gosh. That is one of the biggest challenges I never thought of, you know, if I'm trying to get scrappy and identify a photo, you know, on a stock library, it's really hard to find, you know, machine photos that are actually, you know, usable or make sense. So yeah, absolutely. And, and, and there might be a few that like everyone's using because it's the few out there. So we've tried to uh, have uh, subscriptions to quite a few uh, different libraries to tap Uh more And of course, now you have AI, which is coming along in photo generation, although I've seen a lot of crazy, distorted looking things too. So uh, are you experimenting at all with generative AI? You know, I have some graphic designer um, people that I know that, you know, there's all sorts of AI um, tools now that will quickly spin up, you know, an image based on a prompt. So I'm really curious about how this is going to affect, you know, design and content work moving forward. Um, I don't know if anybody really knows the full repercussions, but I I think it is important to, and this is an area of opportunity for me, is to start diving into these AI tools and understand what they are and how we can possibly make them, you know, our friends and and work with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if you've seen it, but we have a generative AI uh, guidebook on the True Marketing website that we're keeping live. And so what we're doing is experimenting with different tools. And each time we do, we add that to the library Uh so people can just get an idea. Oh, if I wanted to do an AI video, you know, what are some places where I could go to try that? And then we've been testing quite a few things. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, where can our listeners go to connect with you and learn more about the three companies that you represent? Yeah. So I am one of those rare people that I don't have a ton of social media, but you can find me on LinkedIn, Amanda Denauer, and then uh, Micromed, Lazex, and uh, Flexpack services all have LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, YouTube, and those are great areas to kind of see our technology in action. And there's some good videos. So um, I encourage anyone that's interested in what we're doing to check it out there. Okay. And what's the URL of the Lazex website? Is it Lazex.com? Just Lazex.com. Nice okay. and simple, easy to remember. So. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Amanda. I enjoyed speaking with you. Thanks, Wendy. Take care. Thanks for joining me today on Content Marketing Engineered. For show notes, including links to resources, visit truemarketing.com slash podcast. While there, you can subscribe to our blog and our newsletter and order a copy of my book, Content Marketing Engineer. Also, I would love your reviews on this podcast. So please, when you get a chance, subscribe and leave me your review on your favorite podcast subscription platform. Thanks and have a great day.